Welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams. Red Pill Revolution started out with me realizing everything that I knew, everything that I believed, everything I interpret about my life is through the lens of the information I was spoon-fed as a child. Religion, politics, history, conspiracies, Hollywood, medicine, money, food, all of it. Everything we know was tactfully written to influence your decisions and your view on reality by those in power. Now, I'm on a mission. A mission to retrain and re-educate myself to find the true reality of what is behind that curtain and I'm taking your ass with me. Welcome to the revolution. Hello and welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams, and this is episode number 15 of Red Pill Revolution, and thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it so much. It's crazy to me that this is 15 episodes deep, um, you know, 15 weeks deep, uh, and I thank you so much for coming along on this journey. We have so much more to talk about, and we're just getting started. Um, But I'm excited to talk about this week's episode. Um, This week's topic is going to be about cancel culture. This week has been crazy in the cancel culture war. (laughs) There's been so many people that have found um, the crosshairs of cancel culture this week. And we're going to talk about every single one of them that has uh, some merit. Well, maybe not some merit for the reason of the cancel culture, but uh, some, you know, it's, you know, somebody that actually matters. So we'll talk about those today. But before we do that, I need you to go ahead and do something for me real quick. We're going to have a a great conversation today, but real quick, I just need you to tap a little button for me. It starts with an S and it ends with an subscribe. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel wherever you're listening to this, watching this, whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible. Some people listen on Google Podcasts, I guess. I don't know. It goes out to everywhere. So wherever you're listening, go ahead and subscribe. I'd appreciate it so much. If you are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you could go ahead and press that five-star review button, it helps with the analytics. It helps us get kind of pushed up there so other people can see us and learn about these awesome topics and uh, have these free conversations. So go ahead and leave that five-star review if you could. I'd appreciate it a lot. Um, and but the next and last thing we'll talk about is the Substack. Every single week, all the videos, all the articles, all the documents from this week's episode goes on the Substack. So it's like not like you got to be you know, sifting through the, the, the computer trying to find these things. I put them right there in a really organized fashion. I go ahead and add some little goodies in there, like books on some topics for you guys. Um, so go ahead and subscribe to the Substack. It's Substack, or I'm sorry, yeah, Substack.com slash Red Pill Revolution, or no, I'm sorry, it's sub, redpillrevolution.substack.com. You don't even need that slash. Get that out of there redpillrevolution.substack.com or you can head over to our Instagram at redpillrevolt and go right to our link tree and you'll see it in there. All right. And there's also a paid subscriber uh, thing for Substack. It's just $7. It's like $1.75 a week. I figured out the math after how many weeks I've talked about how much that is. Uh, $7 a month, $1.75 a week. If I could definitely be wrong on that, um, but $7, I know that, $7 a month, and all that does is it tells me that you guys, um, you know, find value in what I do and want to uh, contribute in some way, you know, you, you, you tip your waitress, you tip your waiter if they, uh, you know, give you good service, and I hope you find this valuable enough to, uh, you know, give some financial value to as well, so um, if you'd like to, you can actually donate at uh, givesengo.com slash revolution. GiveSendGo.com slash RedPillRevolution. And GiveSendGo is actually an interesting one. We're going to talk about that a little bit later with the Freedom uh, Convoy going in, on in Ottawa that just got their cancellation from um, GoFundMe. And uh, we're going to talk about how they switched over to GiveSendGo, which I've been on for a while now, all 15 episodes. I've had that on there. So um, go ahead, head over to that GiveSendGo.com slash RedPillRevolution, and you can donate. Uh, hope to get another microphone. I hope to get you know some uh, better lighting at some point, uh, some stuff in the background. I got a few things even like a little roadmaster i did an entire podcast before this about this topic and it was didn't save it for some reason so i'm doing it again um and uh, we're going to talk about it and i'll be that much better for you guys as a result but if 
I had a little bit of funds coming in from this, I would spend it on some things that would make sure that doesn't happen again. So um, if you could donate, that'd be great. If not, I understand. I hope you enjoy this episode. So without further ado, episode number 15, Red Pill Revolution. Let's get into it. So the first thing we're going to talk about today is uh, Madison Cawthorn. Madison Cawthorn is a congressman. Um, he's a very uh, quite young congressman, one of the youngest ones I've ever seen. I believe he's 26, 27 years old, maybe even younger, 25, and uh, very well-spoken. You may have seen some of his uh, very passionate speeches um, and rants to our president and to uh, Congress surrounding some very touchy subjects, but he has found the crosshairs of the cancel culture this last week or so as a result of some conversations that he had surrounding January 6th. So here's his speech. We'll watch this real quick. Just going to give you an idea of who he is, if you don't know already. And this was a very recent speech that he gave. There were some funny spots in here talking about uh, basically, uh, you know, our um, somebody flipping off Joe Biden and some other things. So let's go ahead and watch this, see what you think. And then we'll kind of talk through why he is being uh, put in the crosshairs of cancel culture. The sons and daughters of America are not foot soldiers for your party's inept geriatric despot. They are not expendable pawns to be dispatched at the whims of an idiot, tossed carelessly around the world to godforsaken caves and bloody sandboxes. They are Americans, worthy of, honor, worthy of honor and dignity. The only salute from them Joe Biden deserves involves one finger. American blood is not the currency of the world. It cannot be borrowed, exchanged, or lent to any man or any nation. Its worth is immeasurable. American patriots in uniform all signed a blank check to their nation. And already under this administration in Afghanistan, Joe Biden cashed it for 13 patriots through his reckless incompetence. The path to American national security does not lie in American international interventionism. It lies in securing our southern border, not the Russia-Ukraine border. Our greatness is forged in our resistance to interference. The war lobby has no ally in the America First Republicans. We will preserve our strength through nationalism. We will champion America first today and America first forever. We earned our greatness. Let others earn theirs. And if Joe Biden hasn't prostituted our preeminence to the military industrial complex by the time Donald Trump returns, we will preserve this great city on a hill for the descendants of our grandchildren. So I can get down with any congressman who uses the word medical or I'm sorry, military industrial complex. I've been talking a lot about the medical industrial complex, but I can get down with any congressman, any politician who wants to talk about or has the balls to talk about the military industrial complex. So um, kudos to you, Madison Cawthorn. So Madison Cawthorn has recently been the, in the crosshairs of the cancel culture um, and they're coming after him, basically trying to make sure that he can't even run again. You know, and he's what, 26? 25 um, cannot run for Congress again or hold a spot in office as a result of taking part in an insurrection. So there's a long article here. I read it the first time. I'm going to spare you of it this time because I think it, you know, it kind of just perpetuates this idea, you know, of stupidity surrounding, um, you know, give tries to give legitimacy to there being baseless claims of election fraud and, you know, uh, the January 6th insurrectionism. So I'm going to spare you. But Basically, the idea is that somebody's filing a frivolous lawsuit or some type of frivolous, you know, uh, motion to make sure that he can't run again based on the fact that he partook in a speech leading up to January 6th and had some type of uh, conversation back and forth with the people who um, helped to organize the event that led to the speech that he gave outside in January 6th. So nothing on. I mean, he literally is in a wheelchair. It's not like he was, you know, leading the way in the, the, the up the stairs to the through the halls on January 6th, um, you know. And so the, the fact that they're trying to go after him based off of a congressman speaking at a very uh, heightened state political rally and you're trying to make sure that he, you know, I'm pretty sure we want our politicians actually being a part of the boots on the ground movements that are happening within society. We shouldn't be punishing people for partaking within the very thing that politicians are designed to have conversations surrounding. And you want to strip him of his uh, ability moving forward to, to maintain office. It seems crazy to me. And especially when you understand that Nancy Pelosi was wearing African, you know, uh, like, what was it? 
like a garb or something around her head on the floor of the the Capitol building, you know, saluting the Black Lives Matter movement while they were rioting in the streets, literally violently, and, you know, saying that, you know, this is okay, basically. And so for them to be going after him, you know, is, is unbelievable to me over something as, as simple as speaking outside of a rally. So that was the first thing. Now, the biggest, probably the biggest, and this is where we'll transition, probably the biggest person that got the, the crosshairs of cancel culture this week was Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan had a few different apology videos that came out this week. One was for him having guests on the show, industry experts on his show. He was basically apologizing for it because some, uh, you know, was Neil Young pulled his music from Spotify. And Neil Young is some uh, artist from the 1970s who's completely irrelevant today and doesn't even own half his book of business, you know, when it comes to his royalties that he makes. Pulled his music off of Spotify because he disagrees with the misinformation being pushed by Joe Rogan. So, uh, Joe Rogan responded to that and basically gave a very um, generic type of uh, apology video stating that, you know... I I think I can do better at having opposing viewpoints and, um, but you know, so let's go, let's go ahead and watch a little bit of that, uh, apology video here from Joe Rogan. to make a video to address some of the controversy that's been going on over the past few days and first of all to say thank you to everyone that sent love and support. I truly, truly appreciate it. And it's been very nice to hear from you. I wanted to make this video, first of all, because I think there's a lot of people that have a distorted perception of what I do, maybe based on sound bites or based on headlines of articles that are disparaging. Um, the podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation, specifically about two episodes, a little bit about some other ones, but specifically about two, one with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist and he is the most published physician in his field in history. Dr. Robert Malone owns nine patents on the creation of mRNA vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mRNA vaccines. Both these people are very highly credentialed, very intelligent, very accomplished people, and they have an opinion that's different from the mainstream narrative. I wanted to hear what their opinion is. I had them on, and because of that, those episodes in particular, uh, they, those episodes were labeled as being dangerous. They had dangerous misinformation in them. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like, for instance, eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID. You would be removed from social media. They would, they would ban you from certain platforms. Now that's accepted as fact. If you said, I don't think cloth masks work, you would be banned from social media. Now that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now that's on the cover of Newsweek. All of those theories that at one point in time were banned were openly discussed by those two men that I had on my podcast that have been accused of dangerous misinformation. I do not know if they're right. I don't know because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist. I'm just a person who sits down and talks to people and has conversations with them. Do I get things wrong? Absolutely, I get things wrong, but I try to correct them. Whenever I get something wrong, I try to correct it because I'm interested in telling the truth. I'm interested in finding out what the truth is. And I'm interested in having interesting conversations with people that have differing opinions. Um, I'm not interested in only talking to people that uh, have one perspective. That's one of the reasons why I had Sanjay Gupta on, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who I respect very much, and I really enjoyed our conversation together. He has a different opinion than those men do. I had Dr. Dr. Michael Osterholm on at the very beginning of the pandemic. Um, he is on President Biden's COVID-19 advisory board. I had uh, Dr. Peter Hotez on, who is uh, a vaccine expert. 
I'm interested in finding out what is correct and find, I'm also finding out how people come to these conclusions and what the facts are. Now, because of this controversy, and I'm sure there's a lot of other things going on behind the scenes with these controversies, but uh, Neil Young has removed his music from the, the platform of Spotify and uh, Joni Mitchell and uh, apparently some other people want to as well. Um, I'm very sorry that they feel that way. I, I, I most certainly don't want that. Uh, I'm a Neil Young fan. I've always been a Neil Young fan. I'll tell you a story at the end of this about that. One of the things that Spotify wants to do that I agree with is that at the beginning of these controversial podcasts, like specifically ones about COVID, is to put a disclaimer and say that you should speak with your physician and that these people and the opinions that they express are contrary to the opinions of uh, the consensus of experts, which I think is very important. Sure, have that on there. I'm very happy with that. Um, also, I think uh, if there's anything that I've done that I could do better is uh, have more experts with differing opinions right after I have the controversial ones. Uh, I would most certainly be open to doing that. And uh, I would like to talk to some people that have uh, differing opinions on those podcasts in the future. We'll see. Um, you know, I do all the scheduling myself and uh, I don't always get it right. This, these podcasts are very strange because they're just conversations. And oftentimes I have no idea what I'm going to talk about until I sit down and talk to people. And that's why some of my ideas are not that prepared or fleshed out because I'm literally having them in real time. Um, but I do my best and they're just conversations. And I think that's also the appeal of the show. It's one of the things that makes it interesting. Um, so uh, I want to thank Spotify for being so supportive during this time. Uh, and I'm very sorry that this is happening to them and that they're taking so much heat from it. And so now the, the Neil Young story. <laughs> so if you haven't watched that whole video, you can go watch the Neil Young story. It's kind of cool um, to hear a story about him being a security guard back in the day and Neil Young being there. And there was a bunch of brawls breaking out and he brought a, you know, go, go listen to the story. It's on his Instagram. Um, yeah, I'm sure you can find it. <laughs> it's Joe Rogan. Um, so. So that was the first one. And the first one, he's just talking about basically these couple guys basically pulled their music who nobody cares about. And they pulled their music in. So Spotify was getting some, you know, they made some uprising about it probably on Twitter or something. And so Joe Rogan apologizes for that. And that's not really, you know, that wasn't the one this week that, that was uh, difficult for him to navigate. That was fairly easy. You know, he kind of just brushed that off. Like, hey, there's a reason I have these people on. And, 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 and to that point, you know, the people that he was having on were industry experts. It's not like he was having on some homeless man off the street to talk about COVID to 16 million people. And even if he was, you have to take that into consideration, right? Every individual person who listens to a podcast gets to take that podcast. Like some of the things that I'm going to, like, I'm not an expert on most of the things that we're talking about here. Right. And you know that, and you should understand that when I'm talking about these things, right. I'm more of like, you know, if, if I'm commentating, I'm, I'm a color commentator here. <laughs> I'm not the, I'm not the technical analyst. Um, so I'm, you know, just like him, I'm going off the cuff, right. Things are going to be said that are probably not very extremely well thought out every single time. So you should give some grace on that. But the people that he had on were industry experts. These people were literally created the MRNA vaccine. And so to, to be, if Neil Young thinks that he knows better than Dr. Malone, he's probably sadly mistaken, right? For, for him to th try to hold that authority. Um, so it was interesting to see him navigate this one. And that was the first controversy. And then came the second one. And the second one's a little bit more difficult for him to navigate because the second one has to do with surrounding race and, and specifically surrounding kind of the N-word and uh, a specific story that he got into. And so you'll see that there's a, a compilation basically of him using the N-word and, and the ways that he was using it within these conversations was generally either speaking about it linguistically and kind of talking about how the word itself and the powerfulness and the usefulness of that term within these cultures is used in so many different ways. Right. He says it within his apology video, like it can be a punchline. It can be a, a, a you know, a term of endearment. It can be, a, you know, an affirmation. It can be, you know, so. He's in all of these videos, at least from the ones that I understand and I have seen the clips of, he's either referencing somebody else saying the word 
He's either explaining how weird linguistically the word's usefulness is comparative to other words, or I think that's it, right? So he's either talking about the word specifically in a technically linguistic way, or he's referring to somebody else who used the word specifically. And Joe Rogan, you know, in this video is like, it's kind of like the, the, the N word is like the, you know, Lord Voldemort in Harry Potter <laughs> using the word Voldemort in Harry Potter is like using the, the N word in, in English language, you know, and Joe Rogan is the, the Harry Potter of the N word, you know, trying to, you know, Harry would go on and say Lord Voldemort to everybody that he met and they'd all be like super surprised. And uh, Joe Rogan's basically, you know, trying to devalue the word, I guess, not, you know, never a single time in any of these clips can you ever find a single reference of him being specifically racist or using it in a manner that would be perceived as racist individually or sociologically speaking about a group. So any of these situations that he's using this word was not specifically under the context of him being a racist. He was speaking about the word itself or talking about somebody who used the word. So let's go ahead and watch this video um, where he apologizes after um, discussing his use of this term. But first, let's go ahead and see if we can actually find the video um, where this woman uses it. Or actually, let's. I'm going to spare you that. I did that on the first round of this one where it didn't word correctly so let's i'm going to spare you that actually because you know it's just it he says the n-word 22 times in a row there's really no he gives no context around it and i don't see a point to putting that on here um but what i will show you is his response to it because i think it explains it now that the woman who posted that was india ari and she's at india ari on instagram i-n-d-i-a-a-r-i-e and within her videos, um, she's talking about Joe Rogan and basically saying that, well, I decided to pull my, my music from Joe Rogan as well on the backs of all of this controversy. Not because I don't like his COVID misinformation, but because he used these words or you know gave this story that he talked about surrounding uh, Joe Rogan. So let me see if this is the video, and if it is, we'll go ahead and watch it for a second. So here it is. Why well, I decided to ask my music be pulled off of Spotify. So check this out. Like, you know, the nigger thing. Yeah. Saying the word nigger. Uh, you've already said nigger. Uh, D is just like nigger. Saying nigger. She's calling you a nigger. It's like this boy that he's a nigger and starts calling them niggers word nigger that's our i empathize with the people who are leaving for the covid disinformation reasons and i think that they should i also think that joe rogan has the right to say what he wants to say i also think that i have the right to say what i want to say so as an artist who builds spotify is built on the back of the music streaming so they take this money that's built from streaming and they pay this guy a hundred million dollars but they pay us 0.003 percent of a penny just take me off. I don't want to generate money that pays this. Just take me off. That's where I'm at. And I know that uh, I'm actually, to be honest with you, surprised that my statements were picked up because I thought people weren't really going to listen to me because that's what I'm the kind of that's what I'm used to from the industry. But I'm glad that I am being heard. And for that reason, I want to clarify my statements again. This is why. Watch this no white people it says okay we walked into africa dude we, we we walked in the door and there was no white people it says okay take so we know how social media can be things can be doctored people are taken out of context it's happened to me many times however i want to be clear in no uncertain terms where i stand on this is that he shouldn't even be uttering the word. Don't even say it under any, is that. All right, so there was her take specifically. Now she says in there, you know, nobody really ever cares what I say. I've never heard of this woman before, India Ari. Um, but I, I do like that she says, you know, I, I get, he gets to say whatever he wants. I also get to pull my music because I don't want my music on that platform if they're gonna allow him to be on the platform. So 
I like that she said that at least, you know, I, I think that taking that word out of context and blowing it up specifically and using that, you know, as we've seen, it's not Drake pulling his music off of Spotify. It's usually these people who are making that 0.003% of a penny on every download and they get, you know, 30 of them a month. Um, they're probably not sacrificing very much for this, you know, stand uh, on this hill. Um, so is there merit to, to the things that she showed there and, and should he be apologizing for it? Yeah. You probably don't want to say that in today's world. You know, I, I think if you understand the context of a podcast, you know, even this podcast, like I just said, um, like we just talked about, uh, is completely off the cuff right now. Imagine this, like imagine, imagine your uncle having a podcast and he gets to talk to 16 million people a week for three hours for three episodes a week. 1800 episodes into it. Do you think there's some shit your uncle would say that would probably get him canceled? <laughs> like, there's probably something every single person would say in this situation that would get them canceled. Now, that's not a justification for Joe Rogan saying the M word or the story that ends up coming up here that he talks about. But I, I think it is important to note that people say stupid things, you know, especially under the, the context where you're not reading a the teleprompter. Everything that comes out of our mouth is just me talking to you as if we're friends, basically. You know, it, 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 I'm just having a conversation. And, um, and that was the situations here. And, and, and I think what he was trying to do, like I said, being the Harry Potter of the, of the N word, um, is he's, he was trying to like strip power away from that word by saying it and saying, how weird is this from like, you know, stepping aside from the way that our society looks at this sound that we make with our mouths or aren't allowed to make with our mouths, unless you're a part of this specific certain section of society, which is such a, like a man-made cultivated, even like thought process to be able to have that we first of all have a word that we give so many meanings to and then specifically that only one culture can use that word and every other culture can't use it but and especially if this culture uses it it's really bad like it's it's, it's a very interesting linguistic um situation that that really is is not founded in any other part of um our language so you know looking at it from that perspective you can get why you know he would try to maybe try and pull some um to take away some of like the venom of that word, I guess. I don't know. So let's let's go ahead and watch his response to him using that in that video. That I, I did kind of skip through a couple of those parts for you guys because, like I said, it was literally just over and over again that word, and I just don't see a, a reason for that on this show. But let's go ahead and watch it. His response to the, all of this. Hello, friends. Um. I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast. And it's all smushed together and it looks fucking horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there is no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like that context was part of the clip we were talking about Red Fox how Red Fox said that word on television in the 1970s and how times have changed so much since then or about how Richard Pryor used it as one of the titles of one of his albums or I was quoting a Lenny Bruce bit or I was quoting a Paul Mooney bit or a, I was talking about how Quentin Tarantino used it repeatedly in Pulp Fiction or I was talking about how a Netflix executive ironically used it because he was trying to compare it to another offensive word and he said it out loud and they fired him not calling anybody or just saying the word out loud i was also talking about how there's not another word like it in the entire english language because it's a word where only one group of people is allowed to use it and they can use it in so many different ways like if a white person says that word it's racist and toxic but 
a black person can use it and it could be a punchline. It could be a term of endearment. It could be lyrics to a rap song. It could be a positive affirmation. It's a very unusual word, but it's not my word to use. I'm well aware of that now, but for years I used it in that manner. I never used it to be racist because I'm not racist, but whenever you're in a situation where you have to say, I'm not racist, you fucked up. And I clearly have fucked up. And that's my intention to express myself in this video, to say, there's nothing I can do to take that back. I wish I could, obviously that's not possible. I do hope that if anything, that this can be a teachable moment. So in the first half of that, we just saw there was basically him saying, yeah, that was probably not the right move. And, and, and he kind of reiterated what I just talked about there was what she was like trying to take away some power from that word, right? By, by instead of cowering away from the sound with your mouth because of the, you know, societal meanings behind it to try and identify kind of the weirdness of that situation. So, um, having a little bit of an issue with the second half loading here. So let's see if we can get that to come up. Um, but I did find it interesting there, you know, and what you'll see towards the end of this video, if it comes up for us, is that he does apologize, right? And he comes out and says, I messed up. Anytime you're in a situation where you're trying to say, I'm not racist, you probably messed up, right? Especially on this platform. So, you know, in this particular situation, and I think what he goes on to explain is a story that he talks about where he says something about the Planet of the Apes and going to see a movie and he was dropped off in this like, kind of, uh, you know, predominantly black community. And so he, he says some kind of joke surrounding it and they, they found that to be insensitive. And he says it was, it was a bad joke and it was clunky and everything that I'm saying is off the cuff and that was stupid and I shouldn't have said it. And I apologize. If I offended you, I apologize. I didn't mean it that way. I am not racist. And so, you know, what I think we're seeing is them grabbing for straws. When you have to sift through hundred but like tens of thousands of hours of everybody's speech to find very small one set not even a you can't even find a sentence to piss people off you had to find a word you had to find a word 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 to put back to back to back because if you gave the whole sentence surrounding the context people wouldn't be upset at him you know at least as much as they are now again and this is not defending the use of that word you probably shouldn't say it in today's society um you know, but it's an interesting predicament that he found himself in here. And it, kudos to Spotify for holding their ground in all of these little controversies between, if you don't remember, their, their employees at one point were protesting and doing like walkouts and probably like starving themselves from their vegan lunches um, at some point because of Joe Rogan. And then after that, Neil Young pulls himself off of Spotify, which probably loses, you know, $10 of market share total off of their company. And then, uh, you know, this one comes up. So um, kudos to them for kind of sticking to their guns a little bit and, you know, backing him up and not pulling it. Now, obviously, they have a very, very large investment <laughs> in Joe Rogan. Um, but he's probably also grown their base of users by, I mean, I don't know about you, but the only reason I have Spotify on my phone is because I listen to some Joe Rogan episodes. And so, from their perspective, you know, it's probably money and it's probably, you know, obviously they could have pulled him very easily too, if they look at it for, you know, from a, a woke perspective. So it would have been very easy for them to do so. So good on them. Now, the next thing we're going to see here, which is quite ironic is Whoopi Goldberg. At one point, literally I had a clip up of Whoopi Goldberg from The View making light of the fact that Joe Rogan was being, you know, put in the crosshairs of cancel culture. And here she is six days after she's talking shit about Joe Rogan getting canceled because of Spotify from the Neil Young situation. She's got suspended from her work for saying some stupid shit. And I think this is a lesson that we can all learn about this, you know, cancel, cancel culture, society and situation is like, nobody's perfect. Everybody says stupid shit at some point, even if you're, you know, you're gifted to at speaking, right? And you, you can think the things through before you're going to say them. You're going to say something stupid eventually, right? Like all your friends that from your high school know the stupid shit that came out of your mouth because they hung out with you enough, right? If you're around somebody long enough, you're going to hear something that they said that's stupid. 
and this is the case with with Whoopi Goldberg here. It's like not like with the things that she said is dangerous misinformation. She's just a fucking idiot and she said something that was stupid that was might offend some people so that small minority of people will have you know a big enough twitter presence to to piss off the company enough to make them think that they're gonna you know lose money so they go after the person so in this situation Whoopi goldberg gets canceled for this conversation that she has right here um and then we'll move on from this this part of it. So let's go ahead and watch Whoopi Goldberg. But before we do that, I need you to do one thing for me. If you didn't, if you, I'm just going to assume you skipped the first part where I said to subscribe and you didn't subscribe. Or, or you just found yourself halfway through this episode and somebody sent you it at this point and you didn't subscribe yet. Go ahead and press that subscribe button. It's right there. All you got to do is just do a little, a little tap, a little tap on your screen, YouTube, Spotify, Instagram. I guess you're not listening to this on Instagram. Um, Apple Podcasts. Some people listen on Audible. Google Podcasts, I guess. There's like 500 ways to listen to a podcast. So um, wherever you are, wherever you're watching or listening, go ahead and subscribe right now. Then you'll be able to follow along in this journey with me. Um, and, you know, we'll take a deep dive into all of these new topics that are surrounding, you know, kind of reprogramming yourself to see what is actually going on in our society. So um, go ahead and subscribe right now. And if you've subscribed, go ahead over to the Substack and put in your email right there. It's free to sign up. You'll get our podcast companion free of cost. And it includes all the videos that I'm talking about. Every single thing that we've discussed here today will be put right in there. It's the first thing I do tomorrow is I take all of the clips, all of the videos. I put it in this very organized aesthetic fashion for you guys. And, uh, and I even include a little bit of goodies, like some books on the topics and, you know, things like that. So, um, go ahead and subscribe there. And then last thing here that we've talked about the same thing that's happened with, uh, you know, the GoFundMe situation, they moved over the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa from GoFundMe over to Give, Send, Go, and we have had a Give, Send, Go the whole time. If you'd like to donate, you'd like, you know, you appreciate what I'm doing here and you find value in what I'm, you know, doing for you guys, go head over to GiveSendGo.com. Every dollar um, that you donate and uh, give here it means the world to me. I really appreciate it. It allows me to give more time, effort, and energy towards this. And it allows me to know that what I'm doing, you know, affects you in a positive way. So if you feel that way, I would highly appreciate it. Go head over to givesengo.com slash revolution and you can donate right there. All right, let's go back to it. Whoopi Goldberg here is talking about the Holocaust and To Kill a Mockingbird, um, the book being removed from schools. And in this is why she gets suspended for saying some stupid shit. So here she is. Schools are being books after one in Washington State pulled to kill a mockingbird off the required reading list after complaints from students and parents, including a former black student who said it made her uncomfortable, and a Tennessee school pulled the graphic novel Mouse out of their lessons on the Holocaust because it contained some nudity and some bad language. Personally, I'm shocked because, you know, given the story of Mouse, I'm, I'm surprised that that's what, that's what made you uncomfortable, the fact that there was some nudity and, uh, I mean, it's, it's about the Holocaust, the killing of six million people, but that didn't, that didn't bother you. But the, the naked I, I'm not sure thing. that they don't use the naked part as a kind of a uh, canard yes. to throw you off from, from the I fact agree. that they don't Maybe. like history that makes white Maybe. people look bad. Mm -hmm. Well, white, this is white people doing it to white people. Yeah. So this yeah. is, you know, y'all go fight amongst yourselves, but don't, <laughs> you know. Well, and look at what kids watch these days and the music they listen to, to say that when proving or, or showing them a work of history or art or something that happened, uh, is bad language or nudity, turn off reality TV, turn off the radio, turn off everything they're doing because kids are exposed to this stuff yeah. really early in inappropriate situations, not ones where you're learning or teaching. Yeah, and the nudity is, the, his, is a drawing of his mom who died during the Holocaust. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it, in Mouse, which but, is the other thing. I, I, it's I just insane. But I don't know what, what's going on. It's, story it's about It's about the words. It's about the N-words. Yeah, the yes, girl is triggered about the in words. the class by well, the word. Well, because if you're sitting amongst lots of students and you're reading it out loud, yeah. it comes up a lot and yeah. makes people uncomfortable. And especially if you're the only yeah, black, black student in the, there. I mean, so that was what they're talking about, triggering. I don't know if that should stop people from 
having it as reading, but it's stopping as required reading. Well, so that's a, there's an entire bill moving through the Florida legislature yes, right is. now mm -hmm. about banning any conversation in schools that make people feel uncomfortable because yeah. of their race or gender. And there's also in Florida a bill banning talking about LGBTQ conversations. It's being referred to as don't say gay. So I don't know what's happening with all of this banning going mm -hmm. on. You know, we talked about you Beloved know. being banned, Mouse to kill a mockingbird, <laughs> conversations. I think it's making it very difficult to teach kids. Well, and all these people who, who talk about and complain about people being snowflakes, how do you not raise snowflakes if you don't expose the plan, them to reality? Right? This was yeah. the plan with these yeah. anti-history laws that started being passed, these CRT, alleged CRT laws that started being passed. I don't think people saw far enough into the future. You start banning discussions about race, then you start banning discussions about the Holocaust, then you start banning mm -hmm. uh, discussions about the LGBTQ community. That's where it started, and this was all very planned, in, in, in my view. And what bothers me the most is people saying, I don't want my children to be uncomfortable. Well, how about your children being uncomfortable in, mean, in a, a way of learning empathy, in a way of, of, of learning sorrow, in a way of, of, of you know, being able to empathize with other people's plights? I've always said if my children are, are subjected to racism at, at There's only three minutes left. And the part where Whoopi Goldberg says some stupid stuff is coming right up. So don't, don't, I don't want to listen to the view either, I promise. And this is the most I've ever listened to it in my entire life. So we're going to move on. There's only two minutes left in this clip or two and a half minutes. So stay with me here. At a very early age, which they are, then your child should be uh, okay with being having a little bit of discomfort and learning so, about you know, the Sonny, racism that exists. I observe that young children are naturally empathetic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that the empathy is kind of drained out of them by their parents and, and yeah. things that they hear out there. It's mm -hmm. that song. It's the You've song that Barbara... You've got to be carefully taught right. from yeah. South Pacific. Yeah. You know, my grandson, I remember when he was around three or four years old, there was a kid who was in trouble for some reason, and I... I, I mean, it gives me chills. He put... My grandson put his mm -hmm. arm around the kid. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, I'm with you. <laughs> And when you talk about empathy, that's children are naturally yeah. like that. Well, it's the well, parents. And, and if you it's teach a, a white issue. kid what happened to his his friend who happens to be mm -hmm. black, he might feel terrible about what happened. That doesn't mean he feels bad that he did something. Exactly. This is a confusion that they're creating, I believe. Well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that colleges. This all started in colleges and universities, and not wanting to make kids uncomfortable. And we talked about it once here on the show with actually Van Jones when he said, "If I send my kids to school, I want them to be uncomfortable. I want people." to push back on their beliefs because otherwise we're not preparing kids to go out into the real world. We're preparing them for a world that doesn't exist outside of their own house. Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. Maybe yeah. well, no, it's about a different it, race. But it's, it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but going it's not, after it's not about and, ideal and race. It's it's then, but these are two Romans. white groups of people. Well, how do we have to black people? But how see them as white and they, But you're missing the point. You're missing yeah. the point. Yeah. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, because black, white, Jews, uh, Italian, everybody eats each other. So is it, if you're uncomfortable, if you hear about mouse, should you be worried? Should, should your child say, oh my God, I, I, I wonder if that's me? No, that's not what they're gonna say. They're gonna say, I don't wanna be like that. Well, hopefully. Well, I wanna be cool. Yeah. So that was it. That was the part. She said the Holocaust wasn't about race. Hmm. <laughs> and you even see the uncomfortability like spread across this room and by the way i never really noticed this but the women in the view basically look like if you go to your iphone and find the woman emoji and hold it down and you see all the different races like they like checked the box like they had like a focus group meeting around making sure they checked every single box of of nationality and race um so it's funny to see that all laid out like that but um so what she, what she said there is the Holocaust was not about race. And so, you know, you see the, I don't even know her name. I'm sure she's one of the more well-known ones there, but the red-haired one saying, uh, I think 
I think it was. And then she said, well, that was white on white. So it's not about race. It's about like man's inhumanity towards man. And, and so you even see there, like without the context of the entire situation, you, you, I saw it. Right. And I hope you guys feel like I gave you the context. You know, I gave you probably too much of the view in terms of context, but um, you, you see it there that like, you know, if you just clip that where she says the Holocaust wasn't about race and then you kind of just pull that out. Yeah, it sounds it's a stupid statement. It's not it's not a racist statement. She didn't have underlying like racism beliefs regarding the Holocaust and she's not a Holocaust denier. She was like trying to make a more like philosophical point really poorly, I think. You know, so even in this case, like it is so funny to see that cancel culture comes around to cancel the people who make a living off of canceling people. And that's what you see here with Whoopi Goldberg saying some stupid shit that she still probably shouldn't be canceled for. Shouldn't be suspended for saying something stupid. What should have happened is, and what you saw kind of there, was her panel of people making her uncomfortable. And you saw her kind of try to go on a rant there to cover up her tracks of saying something stupid. But even that, you, you don't need to be canceled for that, right? And, and you saw that before that she said the N-word in this clip. Right during the same week that she's going after Joe Rogan, and she didn't even wasn't even on the show at the time where the, after that happened, which I'm sure she would have loved to be, but um, and they like blurred her mouth and like it's it's super weird. But so that was Whoopi Goldberg getting canceled for saying that the Holocaust wasn't about race, which is obviously very stupid. But no reason that you should be losing your job. Maybe somebody should come to you and like debate you or at least make you feel stupid about it enough to where you go home and you're about to go to sleep and you can't really go to sleep because you remember that one conversation where you said the Holocaust wasn't about race. And then everybody at the lunch table with you was like, uh, yeah, it was you dumbass," And then you feel stupid for it. And then you second guess yourself before you're going to sleep about, you know, I shouldn't have said that. And I feel stupid now. And now, I, you know, sure. That's how you make change, right? If you make somebody uncomfortable enough, people don't like being uncomfortable. So they're going to change the, their ways and probably not say something as stupid as that. But that doesn't mean you lose your job. It doesn't mean that she should be pushed off of the show, even though she makes her living off of canceling people, probably, like basically. Um, so the next conversation here is around the, uh, the GoFundMe account. So what happened here was the GoFundMe cancels Freedom Convoy and will be donating the $9 million to charity. So there's an update around this. They decided that they're going to refund everybody. But this says that GoFundMe officially canceled the Freedom Convoy fundraiser on Friday and plans to distribute the remaining $9 million of donated funds to a credible and established charity. The crowdfunding platform claimed the fundraiser, which raised $10 million in Canadian, well, in Canadian dollars and $8 million in USD in support of truckers protesting against COVID-19 vaccine mandates, violated its terms of service, which prohibits the promotion of violence and harassment. GoFundMe supports peaceful protests and will, we believe that was the intention of the Freedom Convoy fundraiser when it was first created, the company said in a statement released Friday morning. We now have evidence from law enforcement that the previously peaceful demonstration has become an occupation with police reports of violence and other unlawful activity. They go on to say from the GoFundMe account, it says GoFundMe supports peaceful, peaceful protests um, and just reiterates what they just said there. So the decision came after one day after Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said a military response to the protests was not in the cards right now. And the House of Commons Public Safety and National Security Committee called on GoFundMe to detail how it would ensure donations weren't being used to promote extremism and hate. Meanwhile, Freedom Convoy organizer Tamara Leach announced Friday night that they have teamed up with Give, Send, Go, another online platform to continue raising funds for truckers. Give, Send, Go, or Give, Send, Go is going to enable us to get donations into the hands of truckers much, much quicker, she said. If you can donate and help us keep these truckers going, we plan to be here for a long time. As long as it takes to ensure that your rights and freedoms are restored. GoFundMe suspended the Freedom Convoy's fundraiser to internal review on Wednesday after it had accrued more than $10 million in donations. The company had previously released $1 million to organizers after they provided a clear distribution plan and confirmed funds would be used only for participants who traveled to Ottawa to participate in a peaceful protest. The organizers claimed that the funds would be used for expenses such as fuel, gas, fuel and gas, fuel, food, and lodging, with any leftover donations being gifted to a credible veterans organization, which will be chosen by the donors. 
GoFundMe announced Friday they will no longer be releasing funds to the organizations because of how this situation has evolved. No, no further funds will be directly distributed to the Freedom Convoy organizers, the company's statement said. We will work with organizers to send all remaining funds to credible and established charities chosen by the Freedom Convoy, 22 organizers, and verified by GoFundMe. The company said donors have until February 19th to request a refund. Trudeau and some of his Liberal Party allies have accused the convoy demonstrators of extremism and racism, a charge that Leach strongly denied on Thursday. We are here out of love for our families, our communities, and our nation. These past two years, the COVID mandates have divided us, she said in a statement. This protest began because of the federal government's restrictions on truckers' freedoms. Our movement has grown in Canada and across the world because common people are tired of the mandates and restrictions in their own lives that now seem to be doing more harm than good. So, sounds a lot like the government pressed GoFundMe to shut down the donations of the people, literally. And that's what we're finding here is like the linchpin of all these movements are being shut down in, in all of the corporate uh, governors, right? We're finding that, you know, what was it? In, in this situation, it was GoFundMe, you know, and, and they're, they're looking to Spotify as being that linchpin for Joe Rogan. And they're, you know, they're, they're any, way, any way that they can find somebody who they can utilize money to manipulate people, they're doing it. So GoFundMe is just another, another piece of that, right? So, so what we're going to see here is that they actually moved over to a website called Give, Send, Go. And we're going to pull that website up here in a second and watch the video by the leader of the Freedom Convoy. But let's talk about the Freedom Convoy. If you're not familiar with what's going on in Ottawa right now, it's basically there was some, some mandates that came out between the United States government and the Canadian government that said, if you are a trucker, you have to coming up through the United States to Canada or from Canada to the United States. I believe it's at least one of those. I know that it's at least one of those, um, but it might be both of them um, that you have to show your vaccine passport. You have to show that you're vaccinated to get in the door of a country that you have a passport to. So that was one of the mandates that they were basically going to Ottawa um, to shut down the streets over um, over these mandates, and this 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 grew over a, a period, a sh very short and quick period of time. Hundreds of thousands of people have gathered in Ottawa and have been showing, un I, like the amount of love and peace that you're seeing from the the leaders of this organization, saying that we're gonna be peaceful. Everything we're gonna do is out of love, and we're gonna have fun. And you watch these videos of them, and and they're all just like hugging each other and listening to music and dancing and waving flags, and it looks nothing like the protests that we've seen in the United States over the last two years. Nothing like the Black Lives Matter protests. Nothing like these violent protests that we've seen here. It looks like people there specifically to make a change and do it in a peaceful manner. And there's been no footage. Nobody can find footage. No, you can't find a single clip right now of somebody. Literally, there was a there was a, a, a picture being circulated of somebody with like a Nazi flag or a Confederate flag. And, and within minutes of that flag being walked around with by these two guys, they got the shit kicked out of them by four people, Samaritans, also there protesting. And they took the flag and ripped it away from them. Like, that's, like, come on. That's how it should be, right? If somebody wants to act up, you might get your ass kicked, right? If you want to do something stupid like carry a Nazi flag, you should probably get the shit kicked out of you and then get that flag ripped from you. And that's what happened in this situation in Canada. That's the most violent thing we've ever heard is somebody beat up a Nazi. Like, oh, that's the worst thing that happened at the Freedom Convoy is somebody beat up somebody with a Nazi flag and we're going to strip them of their money. That's literally the only violent thing I've ever heard of coming out of the Freedom Convoy. Yet GoFundMe is going to strip them of $10 million that people handed to them that they were going to take a service charge from. We don't need you. We could literally send a fucking envelope to a P.O. box. We don't need GoFundMe. We don't need Facebook. We don't need Instagram. We don't need any of these platforms that are going to be the lynch for, linchpin of freedom. We do not need you. We will find a way. And whether that's sending an envelope to an Ottawa P.O. box with money in it to support these truckers fighting for our freedoms, or whether that's moving off of social media, right? Or whether it's moving over from GoFundMe to Give, Send, Go, 
a Christian giving website that has not shut down anybody in this type of situation that I'm aware of. We need to cut out the linchpins and it needs to be a movement. And what we'll find is there's going to be, and the biggest linchpin that we've seen happen as soon as, what was it? Can't even remember it now, right? As soon as the, the social media app that was coming out got shut down by Amazon, right? Um, what was it? Like Twitter replacement. I can't believe I can't remember this. I had an account. I was super excited about it. And then they cut it off at the knees. Um, well, I know you guys are thinking, how stupid am I? Uh, Parlor. Jeez, man, I can't believe I missed that for so long. Parlor. I didn't even find this. I found that on my own. All right, don't be mad at me. Parlor, right? During COVID, Parlor was coming out and it was supposed to replace Twitter. It was supposed to replace your social media. And it was going to be free speech. And it was like ran by, I'm pretty sure, like Dan Bonino. And then they literally took, they couldn't stop them anywhere else. So they went to the servers. The people that held the servers, like Amazon servers, they like cut off them from any, start using any server, basically legitimately cut them off from the internet. We need to get away from these linchpins. We need to stop paying for our own slavery under these corporations that want nothing about your best interest in mind. It's all about corporatism. It's all about government. It's all about totalitarianism. And we need to find a way to migrate away from them. And I'm glad that they did that with the Freedom Convoy, bringing that full circle for you guys. <laughs> I am. I'm really glad that they moved it over to Give, Send, Go. And what I think they should do is find a damn P.O. box that people can just sh send money to. That's a great solution, too. Old-fashioned. We don't need you. We do not need you, Give, Send, Go. I'll take a 20 and walk it to Ottawa. Before we need to use give or we do not before we use GoFundMe again. But thank God there's gifts and go in this situation. Speaking of gifts and go, let's go ahead and watch this video. Where gifts and go is this is their page givesengo.com/freedomconvoy c o n v o y 2022 Freedom Convoy 2022 givesengo.com/freedomconvoy2022 and here is the video by one of the organizers of the Freedom Convoy. It's Tamara Leach here um, from beautiful downtown Ottawa on this lovely Friday afternoon. Uh, we are here today to give you an update on the situation here with GoFundMe, as well as how you can continue to help the truckers that we have on the ground here. So as you know, GoFundMe has only released a million of the over $10 million that you have donated thus far and they've frozen uh, the rest of it for now. Um, I wanted to get you some accurate information on how you can support the truckers that are on the ground here at the moment. Uh, we've decided to team up with an organization called Give, Send, Go, and which is gonna enable us to get donations into the hands of the truckers much, much quicker while everybody gets the rest of the stuff sorted out. So it's gonna be Give, Send, Go. It is Freedom Convoy 2022. Uh, that you can check out their site. There'll be links posted here shortly once we have all this information up. Uh, and uh, yeah, so please, if you can donate uh, and help us keep these truckers going, you know, we plan to be here for the long haul as long as it takes to ensure that your rights and freedoms are restored. And obviously from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you very much and we will continue to bring you updates as we have all of that information. So thank you very much. All right, so there was one of the heads organizers of the Freedom Convoy. And so far, they have raised $1.5 million in, I don't know, a day. And these people have yet to even get their funds back from GoFundMe. They said like seven to 10 days before they get their funds back. And now they have $1.5 million more in a single half day. And that's the power of the people who realize what's going on. In you know, thank God for this Freedom Convoy because there's literally nothing else going on where we're, where we're having any type of word about pushing back at this point. So to all of those that are there, to all of the truckers that are there, thank you on literally behalf of the world for doing the work that needs to be done to ensure that we're not going to give in to this totalitarianism, that we're not going to be pushed around by, by people in suits who want to use corporatism and greedy, you know, money 
bullshit to try and shut you down from being able to help somebody out by paying for their food. And all we need is a P.O. box. Like I said, all we need is a P.O. box. And thank God for Give, Send, Go. So givesendgo.com slash Freedom Convoy 2022. And you can donate there. And while you're there, if you didn't donate all of your money <laughs> that you have without being able to, you know, still house yourself, you can also go ahead to our Give, Send, Go which is givesengo.com slash revolution and make a donation for us there. But first, I would like you to go to the Freedom Convoy and donate to them. So they're doing some truly incredible work, and they definitely absolutely need the help. Um, yeah. So keep what you're doing. Keep up what you're doing, guys. It's incredible. And on that note, thank you guys so much for listening this week. I hope I didn't say something that gets me canceled. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a real possibility according to what's what's actually going on this week um, with everybody getting taken down. So um, thank you guys, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you so much from the bottom of my heart. This is such an incredible journey to go on with you guys. I plan to get it better every single week, and this is just the fifteenth week, the fifteenth episode, and we're gonna have many many more conversations. So thank you so much. If you could and you haven't yet, go ahead and press that subscribe button. I promise. This is the single last time I'll ever ask you on the 15th episode at the end of the episode. Go ahead and press that subscribe button right now for me. The next thing you should do is go over to give send or yeah, go to go to givesendgo.com slash red pill revolution after you go to the Freedom Convoy and donate there. And then you can also go sign up for the Substack. You'll get all of our links, all of our articles, all of our videos from this week. Um, and you'll be able to see a few other things. And I'll include the link for the Freedom Convoy Give Send Go on there as well. Um, so Again, thank you guys so much for being here with me. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the revolution. Have a great week.